I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. And really quick before we jump into the episode, I just want to thank you so much for all of your support. If you hear any evidence that I missed in these episodes or have any questions at all, reach out to me on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash spirit diaries, where you can get different levels of perks. I have early podcast releases, extended cuts of investigations, and other goodies, so if you are interested, go check that out. And otherwise, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to show your support by sharing it with your friends, rating it five stars, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, or whatever it is that you can do on the platform you're hearing me on. I appreciate all that you do in making this podcast possible. Warning, this podcast episode may be disturbing to some listeners. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I, like many of you, listened to the evidence review of the park episodes, episode one and two, and was baffled. I was expecting to just sort of play around with the S box, so the spirit box, and really understand the Estes method and see if any of this stuff on paranormal TV or other investigators, how legitimate is the S box? How legitimate are white noise sort of radio frequency boxes in general? And I wanted to test it. I had no idea that the majority of our evidence, at least I feel like our best evidence, was EVPs. And it all stems around this little girl voice. And I felt like we got her coming through the most when we move through the second location where we were sitting on a bench in the middle of nowhere. So after listening to the audio and (laughs) being freaked out, I decided that we should go back and figure this out because I have been debating, is this a little girl? Is this something darker? Is this associated with the park? Is this associated with me? I just, I wanted to figure out who was this spirit and why, if it was a little girl, I would not be doing it a service by ignoring it. And because we weren't reviewing any EVPs on the spot because we didn't think we got any, we had no idea we even captured her. And I did at one point feel a female presence, but to be completely transparent with you, I was not necessarily feeling a little girl. I definitely felt like teen to mid-20s. I didn't think it was a young child. So that was also a little strange. And I was thinking, you know, is my mediumship a little bit off? Or is she, does she have a voice that's perhaps not connected to her age? Maybe she's portraying herself in two different times. 
I did a ton of research on the park and we are going to cover that after this last session to see if any of it makes sense. I will tell you right now that I could not find anything about a little girl, which made me even more curious to see if this is connected to something unsolved, maybe something we don't know about, or this is leaning more into it's something darker that's maybe portraying itself as a little girl. So let's review this audio and then we will go over the full history of this park and make some crazy connections. So we walked into this forest and sat down on the same bench and I really wanted to debunk this voice or if it was there, I wanted to make sure I captured it multiple times. So what I decided to do was take my phone and my husband's phone and set it on each armrest of the bench. Now we have the same exact phone model, the same phone type, and we are using the same voice recording app to capture this audio. And I had it synced so I can review both sides because again, I want to understand the evidence alongside my mediumship to see if there's any correlation to help validate the evidence or to help validate myself. And if there is no connection, then where is the sound coming from or where are my feelings coming from and to really dig into that and understand how this all works because even though I can communicate with spirits, I don't necessarily understand why or how. So I think figuring out this connection between technology, evidence, and mediumship is incredibly interesting. I'm going to sit my phone down on this. Um, what is that called? Armrest? If you want to sit yours down on your armrest. There are no people around. <sighs> okay, so we are not inviting anything to follow us. You can only communicate while we're here. And last time, we did get, um, a little bit of communication. And you said that you were lost and a little girl. Oof, that scared me. That was a uh, honk in case that came through. Um, is that true? So this is several weeks later and that little voice or whatever noise this is came across yet again all this time separated. So this rules out that it was any child who was currently there that was somehow being picked up on a recorder. It rules out that the way the traffic was that day or perhaps what was in the environment as in you know, a bird or a bug or a something that could have been following us around somehow. It completely rules all those theories out for me since we're getting the same sort of vocal tone and pitch at this location yet again. And I can't necessarily tell what this says. I hear a dun dun dun. And that to me could be, you know, anything 
three syllable thing. Um, it almost to me sounds like an I love you or that was true or something like that. I've listened to it a hundred times. I'm not a hundred percent certain. So if you have an idea of what it sounds like, let me know over on Twitter. And then I want you to listen as this goes on this static is rising. Now, this recording is from my phone. This is crazy, but on my friend's phone, he actually has a vocal spike where I picked up the EVP on my phone, but his recording has nothing there. It is just silence, but there is a spike, like there should be something there. Whereas on mine, there is no spike, but I have that EVP that matches his audio file spike, which I don't know how to explain at all. That goes over my head in terms of recording technology, but... What's interesting is mine picked up a voice, his picked up a spike at the same exact moment, so it was picking up something. Now, on my phone, I start getting this staticky charge going over my voice, and his phone does not get this static charge, which means this is something that was going wrong with the recorder, whether it was a spirit messing with it, or there was a lot of energy around it, or I was just having a malfunction, but this was only happening to my recorder and not his. And what's also really compelling is on his recorder, you can actually really hear the traffic and external noise, and on mine, you can't, which is great because when I hear something on mine, I can check it with his and go, oh no, that was a car, that was a truck, and it's really good to compare, but I I just, that, this, this blows my mind, and I'm really glad we did this experiment. And if that is true, what is your name so I can help you? Because I researched this place and I actually couldn't find any information at all that um, there was any accidents or deaths here with a little girl involved, so you're gonna have to help me out. So right here, we captured that breathy noise. And at first, I thought it was me. But as I listened over and over again, it doesn't sound like me. It sounds like a vocal tone of a woman breathing, but it's not me. And I know this because it has this weird breath pattern that would be almost like if I was winded or... Um, just, it was a, a very, <laughs> and a, a strange breath pattern. And this recording, we were being hyper aware to not make any noise. We were sitting still. We had our hands on our laps. We weren't waving them around as we talked or anything. We were keeping our feet planted to the ground and we were breathing very quietly because we wanted to make sure that there wasn't any corruption from ourselves. Because last time we did get breathing that I also did not think was ours. That was a little bit strange or a little bit different than what we sound like and in a different breath pattern than we use typically. And this is the same thing. So this is it captured from my phone and my recording. Now I hear almost a breathy, not right now. <laughs> 
And I listened to this on my friend's phone, and this is what his phone captured. Which is cool because his only has part of the breath. Mine has the full breath. Again, his phone is picking up the spikes and shows that there is something happening at that point and it's showing the vocal spike. Mine, again, is not. But again, I feel like mine has the better recording because I get that last little bit of the breath in it, whereas his only captured the beginning. And I feel like mine, you could almost hear a word pattern. This is also making me think that if there are spirits present and these are spirit voices, that they are more standing towards my side and the closer to my recorder than to his because mine is getting just a slight little bit more detail, which I think is also really cool to see if they're like shifting around us or if they're standing to one side or the other and sort of trying to figure that out and put that together. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. Um, you kept saying, Mama, are you looking for your mom? And if you are, what is her name so we can find her? All right, so at the at the first location we were at, it sounded like something said demon. Were you telling me what was here? Were you warning me? Were you just trying to mess with us? Why did you say that? So I do hear birds. There is an owl I just heard or something of that sort. 
I, I do feel myself being a little bit defensive. Um, I'm gonna try and just chill for a little bit, sort of, maybe. <laughs> See if I can get anything. Uh, typically when I think there's something malevolent, I guard off pretty well, but I am protected. Um, I'm gonna just try to see if I can sense anything. So I'm gonna just, so I'm gonna just, so I'm gonna just. So what's really cool here is my friend's phone doesn't pick up anything, which if it was him, it should pick up him even louder than my phone is. But as I'm talking, you can very clearly hear a breath over mine. And even before this, it almost sounds like somebody's breathing over me and the static is returning as I talk about potentially it being malevolent and... This is really interesting because it proves that that breath earlier is more likely not to have been mine, but this also, since it was not picked up on my friend's phone at all, means it's closer to my microphone and it is something towards me and it can't possibly be me because I was currently talking, so I think that's pretty cool. really hot um but like as much evps as we got i i feel oddly um this park is oddly quiet just feels stagnant. So any other spirits? Do you know if there's actually a little girl here? I'm like, feeling this pressure in my eyes. Like someone has their like fingers here, right above my like eyelids and it's just pressing into me. And I don't know if that's related or not. Um, if you are trying to affect me or touch me right now, you're not allowed to do that. I feel like it's hard for me to say what I'm getting because I feel like I'm super biased because we've been here before and because I've researched it. So I instantly keep dismissing anything at all that I'm sensing because I'm, I'm telling myself it's because I'm biased. Um, and I feel like any information I did get wouldn't be valid. I do wanna keep this like legit as possible Can you tell me your name so I can try to find you and figure out why you're here? Because if I can figure out who you are, I might be able to come back and communicate directly with you. That way we can help you. And if you do need, if you are lost, you don't have to be lost. You can 
find your way into the light. And if you are looking for your mom, you can just go to the light. So here I'm going to play the audio three times from my recording and then three times from my friend's recording. And on my recording, which is going to be the first one played, I hear almost a ha ha like sort of impish giggle. And then on his, I hear something way more sinister. So I'd love to hear what you think. That way you won't be lost. My throat's hurting. And what's interesting is this is right when I'm sort of talking through, you don't have to stay if you don't want to, all that sort of feel-good spirit stuff, which does help move on spirits if they do want to go. And this is the whole part about moving spirits on, which we'll get into later, is they're not going to go if they don't want to. Of course, there is more forceful tactics, but I don't like to do that. If they are ready and it is a kind spirit, sometimes especially real children's spirits, just need a little bit of positive reinforcement and some coaxing to start to move on because imagine if you were lost as a kid in a mall or something. It's very confusing. You don't know who to trust. It's very scary. So a lot of little kids need long talks, long coaxing, a lot of trust built, which is why at this point I'm not necessarily trying to assume it's dark. I'm not trying to assume that it is a kid, but if it is a kid, a lot of times they need a lot of work and attention, especially if they're distrustful. You just can't walk up to any random person and be like, hey, I know everything. You don't. You need to listen to me now. That's just not how it works in real life or the spirit world, and that's not cool. You have to definitely treat them like they once were people and be very soft with especially children's spirits uh, adult spirits are a lot easier to sort of uh communicate with and get across what you want to get across and they you guys uh, you can have this better communication but with children it is a little bit more complicated which i think leads to children spirits being misunderstood the most so i'm recording on just my recorder and um, mm -hmm. we heard something pretty big in the woods walking. <laughs> so this is the thing about spirit work is they're just like people. They have attitudes. They are sarcastic. They can be mean. They can be nice. They are just like people. And this one, this clip makes me laugh just because i'm talking about we just heard something in the woods and my friend went over there to check no <laughs> it's just like that like little kid who's uh, um no mm, no mm, you're wrong you're wrong mm, no <laughs> and i i find it funny because it's just it, it puts so much personality into that and i feel like more so than the responses 
We have to pay attention to when the responses are, what they are saying, and the it, it paints the personality, and we can sort of figure this out a little bit more. Is this something slightly sinister? Is this something this? Is it that? And right here, no. <laughs> it's just flat out correcting me, which I mean is a little bit more telling so we can help figure it out. Um, my friend went over there to go see what it is, but he doesn't see anything at all. Nothing? It sounded big enough to be like a medium-sized dog or bigger. There wasn't a dog? So if you are here, why do you stay at this park? It seems pretty and quiet and peaceful. Do you know how old you are? I feel four. Just felt like the number four. I don't know if that was an answer or if that's still something else. All right, so anybody here who did communicate, thank you. And I wish you all peace and happiness. And thank you again for taking the time to communicate. Goodbye. It was at this point that we packed up our stuff and started walking back towards our car past the woods where we heard a loud footsteps, loud crashes that sounded like a medium-sized dog was romping around in it. And these woods were just directly in front of where we were sitting at this bench. Now, my friend would go over here at one point and scope it out and he's seen nothing and we were at a bit of a higher elevation so we could look down pretty easily and see that there was in fact nobody there. But as we were walking past the same patch of woods to exit towards our car, we both heard a loud man go, Hoo! And I did not have it on recording because at this point, I packed up everything. We're just walking out, chatting about everything random. And I was not expecting anything at all to happen. Lessons learned. Don't stop recording until you are off the location. But we both were talking about it in the car. And he thought he heard, you know, go or get out. Uh, he thought he heard words. And I just heard a, Whoa, like almost a threatening growl type of stance but I definitely we both agreed that it was from a what seemingly sounded to be like a human male and it was definitely gravelly and grumbly and animalistic in tone but we both agreed it was a male who was making the noise and again we checked the woods and there was nothing there so we very quickly got out of there but this again is more telling so ultimately do i think this main spirit that we communicated with at this park is it a little kid is it a demon i don't think it's a demon because demons are incredibly rare we have to remember that a lot of people including myself will say something's more demonic and that just means it's like a diabolical entity it 
has negative or evil traits to it. However, it may not be a full-blown demon. And I have a great story about this in the future of uh, this little, I call them like demi-demons. They're like not actually demons, but they think they're demons and they're pathetic. But <laughs> uh, I have a great story about one. Um, but I think this... It's so hard to tell because I still did not get to directly communicate with the child spirit or what was portraying itself to be this child. But why I lean towards it being a little bit um, mischievous or diabolical is because of the growl we heard when we left, because of other spirits who were mentioning demon... Um, from our previous sessions. And right before I closed out that session, you can hear a ha, like, and I'm not sure if that was a bird or a external sound or if that was a spirit, but it sounds like one of those like little cartoon woodchuck like hey laughs that are like really quick. And uh, there was times when I did feel like I was picking up on a woman. I was definitely feeling like somebody a little bit older. So I'm not sure if this is somebody who is older and is portraying themselves as a little kid and is just screwing around and having fun. I, I can't tell, but then the growls and the weird hissing that we got in previous sessions, I I lean more towards this being something mischievous and slightly diabolical. I don't think it's harmful. I don't think it um, is necessarily uh, evil, but I do think it's definitely on the side of being a prankster and is, I don't know if it's a kid and if it is a kid over time, they've developed different types of qualities, but I, I don't think it's a lost kid. I, I, and I don't even know if it's necessarily, I, I just, I don't, I, ultimately, I guess what I'm getting at is that I don't know. And a lot of this uh, spirit work is hard because sometimes you can't get to a conclusion. And I, I just don't feel comfortable labeling this as anything uh, one way or the other. But I, I'm going to go with um, was once a human. Uh, I do think it was human at one point. I'm going to go more uh, prankster, sinister, uh, jokey, um, and a lean a little bit more towards mischievous and diabolical versus um, a lost, innocent little spirit like I think it wanted to pretend to be at first. So I think the spirit's probably content with where it's at. And I don't think the spirit would necessarily want to leave because I, I feel like it probably enjoys uh, being at that park and uh maybe scaring people screwing around with people and the uh sarcasticness that we got in this time uh this session as well as last time where it was like laughing after some of the things it said leads again towards it being a little bit more of a prankster than an actual spirit looking for guidance i think it just likes screwing around and playing around what also leads me to believe that the spirit is more of a prankster than anything seriously harmful is when in part two, that session ended because the cops came straight up to us. And honestly, I was slightly frightened because they just were very clearly coming straight 
at us. And I did not record. We stopped recording. We put everything away and obviously tried to be as helpful as possible. And I didn't talk about this a lot because I didn't think it was relevant. But thinking back, they had told us why they came is because they were called by a little girl to come help her. And so they started making their way there and they were asking, you know, where are you at? Where are you at? And she very specifically was telling them that she was at the area where my husband and I were sitting. And the cops were telling us this, kind of eyeballing us like, okay, where's this little girl? I was like, there is no one here. We've been here for a while. And even I, I told them, you know, we were across the park and we came over here. And even before that, there was no one at this pavilion. And I had seen, a, you know, younger teens at the area where we had just been. So I was like, perhaps they were wrong directionally and they were at that pavilion and the cops are giving us really weird looks like they did not necessarily believe us and they're like no she said she was here and I I mean obviously we knew nothing about what the heck was going on and we're like no you know it's not here and I was sort of like urging them you know there are younger girls over across the way now um, way far over where we were perhaps you guys should go over there and check with them if a young girl called you in need of help and then they kind of were like looking at us a little bit and they're like well she said she lost her phone and she needed help finding it and she used her mom's phone to call us. And then I was like, okay, wait, what? Like first you're saying you need, there's a little girl who needs help. Now you're saying there's a little girl who lost her phone and she called you from her mom's phone to find it. I, I don't know. I it just, it was strange. And regardless, I didn't want the, with how much, stuff is going on in the world right now I just I wanted to just get out of that situation obviously we had done nothing and I just wanted to leave the cops be and let them solve that mystery all on their own um but then as I was thinking about it is they were really confused right they had been called by a little girl I can't help but to wonder if this perhaps was some sort of spirit influence to have cops just come up and like jump up on us and be like hey what are you doing like what what's going on here um i just i don't know it, it was really strange i it could be paranormal it could be totally normal but the weirdest part was how adamant they are of the exact location and they were super skeptical of us um but yeah, I don't discard the fact that it could have been a spirit who called them and sent them to us as a sort of, ha, gotcha, <laughs> sort of move. And lastly, I did a ton of research for you all to figure out what the heck is up with this park. Again, we randomly chose this park uh, because I had seen a shadow figure at it, but we do no research prior to the investigation. So if I do get anything, it's completely unbiased. So this park 
has a surrounding lake, which we were not near when we were at it. Um, geographically, yes, we were near, but we were in this forested section. We did not go far enough to actually see the lake. And the lake used to be called the Great Indian Warpath or the Seneca Trail, which is a part of a network of trails that Native Americans used to get to other different tribes and they were using it as trade routes back to the mid 1700s so this park is old and it was frequently traveled since the 1700s so there's hundreds of years of activity of all different types of people traveling along this route and interacting with each other which of course can stir up a lot of energy over the years this park eventually flooded the path and made it a recreational lake in the 1940s. And if you remember in part two of this investigation, I kept getting water uh, psychically. And this, I think, <laughs> is because of so many drownings that happened here. So before looking into some of the stuff i was trying to find local lore on if this park is haunted and there was not any recorded hauntings of the park i couldn't find anybody else that has investigated here any videos newspaper articles there was nothing that pointed to this park being haunted or having any sort of strange things to it aside from all of these mysterious deaths which is a key theme I found surrounding this park. So I'm really surprised that there isn't more paranormal stuff about it. So I'm not sharing any names of any of these victims just because I do want to protect their privacy for this location. It, this is not very publicized, unlike some of the historical places I visit where I will share names because that is in history. They are open to sharing that. It's openly documented, whereas I did a bunch of digging into a lot of resources that wasn't very public so I don't want to expose or point fingers at different spirits I was picking up because I I don't know or if any of these actually came through so there are a lot of weird mysterious deaths surrounding water so within the past year a 50 year old man drowned in the water it was said that he was pulled under the water and never resurfaced and that was the exact terminology that was used he was pulled under which I tried to dig up more on that and there was nothing besides witnesses just saying, yeah, he got pulled under. To me, that's a really weird thing to say because it's they didn't say he got caught up in any boat gear. There wasn't any reason. He just got pulled under the water and he was an avid fisherman. So this was very strange. A few months before that, a 20-year-old was swimming and went under the water just for a second and never resurfaced. Yeah insane just randomly swimming in this lake everything was fine dipped their head under the water and that was it they were never seen again and a lot of these they did not even get the body so again this is in addition to those two deaths two teens both drowned here as well they were both swimming and again the verbiage is used that one got pulled under the water and did not resurface this pooling under the water again is what is really strange to me and the second teen went in after the first teen to grab them out of the water but witnesses who were watching them said 
that teen, the second teen, was also pulled under the water and never resurfaced, and they both drowned. This is crazy to me, and I was getting a lot of water. It was just coming up over and over again, and I was seeing these waves, and I am not surprised at all that there is so many drownings here with how much that was coming through, and... I wish at that point I didn't have the spirit box because I felt like there was this interruption of, oh, I'm getting something psychic oriented or mediumistic oriented, and then the spirit box was rattling things off. But there is definitely that connection, so that feeling can be validated. There was also a sex offender that was arrested after being on the grounds of this park while they were waiting for a decision from a jury to convict him of molesting a female child. And this is the only thing I could find with a female child. And the child was not at this park. He didn't do any crimes at this park. However, he fled here. And if you remember, there was this weird moment where we were getting, you know, don't touch me in part two of the investigation coming through the spear box, which could have been perhaps this feeling of this guy being there. And this is me just reaching to try and put pieces together. Uh, it also could be unrelated. There was also, at this park, a teen girl who was murdered by being shot in the head. And any of the names we got did not match the killer or the victims of any of these people. So I don't know if those names were random or they could perhaps be middle names or nicknames, but none of them matched, and I can say that. But we did get the 45, which is sort of questionable um, evidence because obviously we're on our 45th president and there's a lot of chatter about that on the radio, but a 45 gun was the uh, gun used to murder this girl. Um, so is that a correlation? I'm not sure. <laughs> of course, I'm always on the skeptical side. And I'm not sure. I know a lot of people refer to this president as 45. So um, whether that is a thing or not, I I'm not positive. Um, and then one of the other things that kept coming through was fire. So I got that on the spirit box. And then after the session, I kept talking about the fire. And I kept feeling these like waves of heat. And that was really strange. And I definitely felt like that was significant. And listening back to the audio, that was only one piece. But I kept coming back to the fire. And I wanted to talk about, you know, what was with the fire? What? Why are we talking about fire? Like, let's figure this out. And in terms of fire, there was an old fire truck that used to sat in the that used to sit in the woods right where we were. They abandoned it there, and kids would play on it. And um, that was something about fire. But what's even more disturbing, and I think that this fire that we got on the spirit box was referring to, and what I was feeling when I was like, "Why? What is with the fire?" is that within the past few years, an inmate was working at the park and able to do outside work of the jail. 
this inmate grabbed fuel and doused himself with it and threatened to set himself on fire and he threatened 911 so he called he got a phone and was telling them i'm i'm gonna set myself on fire i'm gonna blow this whole park up i'm going to blow up the building he was in it was a maintenance building and he had gotten rags and doused all these rags from gas containers he was leading them everywhere into a huge area so the explosion would have been massive he had a lit match and was ready to drop it and as he was letting go of this match firefighters were there police officers were there on the scene because he had called 911 and they rushed in and literally blasted this guy with fire extinguishers before the match was able to hit the ground and light up the whole place and they uh he did not die they were able to save him and they prevented anything from catching on fire but I think maybe the impression of how emotionally charged that situation must have been could have left an impression on this park. And I do think that's what we were getting. Another note I want to make before we wrap up this episode is what I find incredibly interesting is in the second half of the investigation. So part two, as it's progressing... This spear box, I feel like, gets more and more unintelligible as I'm responding. And sometimes I responded to my friend without even finding a response. So when I was going back through the spirit box uh, audio, I wasn't able to re-pick up on what I was hearing in the moment. And a theory I have is that I was tuning in so much that between spirit responses from my in my head and the spirit box were kind of melding into one and I started to hear responses that weren't necessarily coming through the box which I find incredibly interesting I also think the s box is a valuable tool to use so I don't think it was accurate all the time I do think there are times that I was picking up on radio stations that were coming through. I don't think all the responses were completely there, but there are some responses that are pretty accurate and do connect, especially I think one of the most compelling parts of this whole entire investigation is in part one when I sensed a female spirit when the S-Box said, hi mom, and a little kid voice, and we got an EVP of that little kid voice right after that those three things happening simultaneously I think lends a bit of belief and trust for me and that the spirit box is picking up on something and that there are times that it does work in terms of allowing something to communicate across it so I I think this investigation was a success. I learned a lot. I found it so interesting. And I really thought this was going to be a quick, you know, 10 minute episode. I had no idea it would unfold into this huge investigation. And I'm just really excited about it. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if there is a location that you have in mind that you would love to see me go to and visit, feel free to let me know the location. But if you guys do tell me about locations, make sure you don't tell me anything about the location. So just maybe the name of it or a website link to it so I can forward that to somebody else who can look up how I can go there and investigate it because I do try to stay removed as possible from all paranormal locations so I don't know anything about it. So when I do go and give a reading of the place, it is unbiased. I like to know as little as possible about a place before I go to it because I think it helps myself be more accurate. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave a rating for the podcast if you're enjoying it. Share it with your friends. And if you are watching this on YouTube or another platform, give it a thumbs up. I really appreciate all of your support. And honestly, I've been blown away with how many of you are listening. This is the coolest thing for me. I am just honored every single time I see you guys listening to episodes. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit Diary. 